Gearheads Podcast. And lights out and away we go! Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. It's Wednesday and as you know, we go on a sixth episode. Today we will bring Graham Forrest from the shop uh, Forest Motorsport located in Newbury. It's a lot of things happen already on the channel, so we have a lot of names coming. We're going to have, uh, like I said, person from Team Red Light, one of the biggest names on off-road track on iRacing. We're going to have Sim Racing Suck with us too, so it's a lot of things happen on the next month on our channel, so it's been really good. Before we jump on the interview, I just have to say and send all the best recovers to Armindo Araújo, is a Portuguese rally driver. As probably you guys don't know, we have the first rally last weekend in Portugal, the CPR, and after we have the European Rally 2 in the same stage. Unfortunately, Armindo Araújo, probably one of the best rally drivers from Portugal, had a huge crash on Terres Faf, on his Skoda, ending on the hospital. He's been already uh, clear, but he broke a couple of ribs. Um, uh, hands, his co-driver apparently broke one of the legs or the foot, I don't remember very well, so I wish him all the best, recover. And we will jump today to the interview with Graham Forrest. Uh, the interview will be divided by two, so I went with shop on the other day, we stay for a long time for the talk. As you know, the talks always go a little bit out of the that what we're expecting, spread a little bit more and we're gonna have in two episodes so I cut it a little bit and will be available on my um, Patreon, all them in one go so if you go to the Patreon I will have the all the interview in one go there and I want to say thank you to everyone already that are on Patreon on the moment we have João uh, Pedro Aleixo, who is one friend, is there and as we talk will be two pounds from that two pounds one pound goes straight to Macmillan, that everything's already set up in a direct debit, so everything organized with them, and uh, the rest will be for me. From that one pound, a patron take a little bit of a chunk, so around 40p, around that, and the rest will be for us to stay helping on the channel. So our idea is create this one to support me and support the Macmillan and Sarcoma. This moment we are jumping only with Macmillan. They give us a lot of uh, help on organizing our fundraising. We receive a lot of banners, a lot of stickers. They're gonna help us on a little bit on social media. They've been very keen to help and they think it's a good opportunity even for them to spread a little bit of awareness about cancer to probably to a different type of uh, public and different type of target and they are quite keen to helping us and jumping and keep supporting us so thank you so much to Macmillan and thank you so much to all the Patreons that we have so without any further let's jump to our interview hello Mr. Grayman Forrest thank you so much for being with us no problem Pleasure. thank you for having me um, talk to me about you talk to me about your shop uh, why you start this business okay so I love motorsport I grew up three miles away from Alton Park, which is a racetrack in the northwest near Chester. Uh, so I could hear the touring cars, I could hear the Ducatis going up the hill. 
those big uh, B-twins. And I got taken there quite often. I used to go watching uh, stock car racing. So on the dirt ovals and just battered old cars on a Friday night. Um, and I'm a geek. So I've always loved the engineering side of it. I've always loved the technology. Um, so I studied electronic engineering uh, to work in motorsport. And then I got sidetracked for 20 years and became a chef. And then I got to 40 and 47 now, and I decided I want to work in motorsport. So I did some intern work for another company. They did TPMS systems, tire pressure monitor systems. So I learned about canvas, I learned composites, um, I learned how the industry works, how much, um, how much money is involved in the industry for a start. Uh, I learned about drivers, I learned about teams. And then I wasn't quite sure how to, how to start my business or what the business would involve. And then we had lockdown. And then I had a SIM, very basic SIM. Like most people started with a uh, Logitech yeah, and then added a play seat, yeah. Um, running from a laptop. And then kind of just built from there. I remember lockdown, just spending a lot of time on R-Factor 2. Uh, and I'd just managed to buy uh, some Fanatec. So I'd moved up from the, um, from the Logitech to a Fanatec. Uh, pop the pedals, yeah. yeah so I, no, I was on that one there, so that was a CSW okay. 2.5. With a McLaren wheel, and I had one of, I think that was a that track racer over there in the corner okay. of the shop with my first sim, and that was it. And I had um, a VR headset, Samsung Odyssey, and um, I spent the whole of lockdown pretty much racing. That was then the catalyst for this business. Okay. But I didn't really know. I had another site in, in, uh, on a, an industrial estate in a farm unit. I had the top floor of a business. And I wanted to put the sims in there, but I thought I'd spend a lot of time trying to get people into the business, marketing it. It's hard enough to get people into uh, a business in the centre of a town sometimes. So it never quite felt right. And then I, we went out for my girlfriend's birthday. We went to an escape room in Newbury. And it was hosted by this guy, I think he's Hungarian, and he was awesome. And he made it, he was the glue that tied that business together, okay. that tied the experience together. And he was then, like I say, the catalyst for me to open this and to look after people. So we started off with five simulators, but some businesses just put you in a simulator, 15 minutes, half an hour, take your time, take your money, sorry, and that's it, there's yeah. no induction. So you, you can't do that with people. You need to give people a basic coaching. You need to teach people why it's important to left foot brake, why it's important to, uh, what an apex is, why it's important to go flat out from apex to apex, how to, how to um, gain time, how to change gear, all the fundamentals of racing, because we are racing virtual racing cars, we pretend to be racing car drivers. Exactly. So let's pretend, uh, Let's add some more realism to add some more, some more skills, some more, some more ability. So he was a catalyst for me to open this shop and to uh, open, the, open it up for more people, really. Okay, you talk about something that's quite important is because in, in Bristol, where, where I used to, to, uh -huh. to live, they had um, Cabo Circuit, that is a big uh, shopping mall on the yes. top of the shopping mall. They have, uh, 
like a small shop with loads of simulators, mm -hmm. virtual reality, a couple of them yeah. are Fanatec and everything. But you see all of them empty. People yeah. just go pay, yeah. and they and they and they go back. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is we need to cultivate the people. When you teach the people how to drive it, how to yeah. improve, the, the persons are okay. Hmm. Next day I will come. I will, yeah. I, will, I will do better. If you just go for sort of one time, you just one ride, and that's it. There's a huge amount of content, and there's a huge amount of simulators. Whether you take whether you like classic cars, whether you want to go and race at Spa in 1970, it's not a great racing track, but it's a lovely drive. It's a hot lap. Yeah. Whether you want to do the Nordschleife. Uh, Norse Life, sorry, um, where you want to experience what it's like to drive a Formula One car and how f frantic it is. It's just a case of, it's just nuts. So, you know, you've got all these different different options uh, and you need to help people explore them. Because if you just okay. put someone in the sim for half an hour and then give them 10 minutes qualifying and 20 minute race, it's carnage. So we, when people come into the shop, our normal go-to is a GTE car, maybe a Porsche. Okay. It's because people have Porsches or McLarens. So we pick a car that they identify with, generally a Porsche in this case. And then we go to Watkins Glen. It's got a really nice flow. It's got a nice chicane. It's got a nice combination of corners. Yeah, the turns yeah. are quite easy turns. and all yes. big arpins. Yeah, yeah exactly. and the chicane's lovely. And then you've got a lift-off corner and then you've got some hard braking. And we put people in the sim there for 15 minutes with Nova cars and we just teach them the fundamentals. We teach them braking. We we are able to watch their pedals. Okay. So we know whether they're putting 100% into the brakes when they get to a corner. Yeah. 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 Okay. So in those first 15 minutes, we try and teach them as much as possible about using their left foot for braking. Um, just some of the fundamentals. If, the, if their gear changing's poor, we help them that. Or if they're a bit younger, never driven a car before, go to automatic okay it's um we don't make it any harder than it should be because make it too hard for someone there's no progression you, you know if it's anything's too hard you'll you'll give up, you give up yeah. Yeah. is it is it yeah. a fundamental of human yeah i can see that you adapt a lot of real motorsports to your uh, setups mm -hmm. can you talk me a little bit about that um yes so i'm really interested in the track day market the trans the transition of um I'm sure we'll talk about this later on in the podcast, but the how it can help you become a real driver, how the path to use it as a training tool, um, yeah, how to encourage young people into it. Part part of that is to having some some interesting parts in the shop. So there's a certain market that's really keen on using X race car parts or uh, or former car parts. So We've got a sim in the corner that's using an XBF on wheel and also using tilt and pedals. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got some AP pedals in, in, in uh, production, J just a small prototype for the shop. But it's really nice to, to build on that core. I mean, a, a tilt and pedal box or an AP pedal set is a really well-made design piece of equipment that's been used for many years, that's been been stress tested in in the harshest environments and all the races. I mean, if you look at that steering wheel there, there's a shift tech lever on there. Mm -hmm. um, they've never failed, and those are the the, the levers they rely on to uh, win Le Mans. Or you know, it's, it's really important that something doesn't fail. If you're on the last lap of Le Mans and your gear lever fails, 
then uh, it's not great. It's like up and now on IndyCar. Yeah. So, uh, Pato Ward on the last uh, oh, really? stint is <laughs> the engine when he came to the straights. Yeah. Something that plunged. He lost power. The, the power came back. Yeah. But they were saying it was engine. But after they think it was like, some component there that blocked mm. yeah. and uh, saturated the, the, the car or they saturated yeah. the engine. And they could not sort it out. And after, suddenly, after like half a second. Yeah. <laughs> but that was enough for Marcus Harrison pass him. Yeah. Straight and, uh, get to so yeah, the East car fell yeah. on there on the last uh, on the it, last lap. <laughs> it can only be one sensor. Sometimes it's just yeah. one tiny component that can then cause failure. And so we've got a couple of GT3 GT4 wheels from Porsches made by BF1 in the UK, uh, which converted with Leo Bodner. We're also working on software to to run the conversion. But it's just interesting to have something that's that's run. For a season in Germany, I mean, both these wheels have done season in Germany. Okay. It's um, just, just something different. And it's, um, you know, we've got so many different wheels in the shop. We've got wheels that cost 200 pounds. We've got wheels that cost five and a half thousand for the Porsche one. We've got a sim, we've got Gomez wheel, which is 1600 pounds. We've got two cube wheels around about six, 700 pounds each. I was, I was to ask you what was the price of adapting a real wheel drive to a sim racing? Thirty pound. Okay. Well, it depends on the QRs rather well, quick release because they're they're Quantec. So we've changed that to OMP. Um, and after the part of the components, the buttons and everything, you guys buy we, already. Yeah, we had some in stock, so we just use auto auto buttons okay. and grey heel switches that kind. Of. Right. So you use really high end switches because they provide the tactile feedback. Okay, it's quite I, I know that TD TD Arp, I think, is a Italian. Yes. Brand, they do a couple of, of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's very important. So if you go in uh, across all the wheels in, in the shop, all of them have got different fields, different buttons, NKK or uh, auto switches or or maybe something unbranded. And they all have a different feel. they all different. All the rotary switches feel different. Okay. So I, I, I'm a fan of real stiff switches that, you know, you know you've Feel the emotion. <laughs> the yes, immersion. Yeah. Sorry, the immersion. Yeah. yeah okay. If you look at some of the... There's some Fanatec wheels there. And it's yeah, not, the not, Formula One. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not slight on Fanatec because they, they make some excellent products. But the positioning of those thumb wheels there are quite often to, quite often accidentally knocked and you don't realise you knocked them. Okay. So it's important to have... And they have a lot of buttons on the same... Yes. Uh, it's not so very... If you assign your brake bias to that yeah. and then so, or your engine map or something, you never know you've, you when you've it. changed it. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's completely... So I'm really the reason I love motorsport components so much is they have a, they're not built to budget. Okay. In in most respects, they're built to be the best the job and the steering wheel is the most important interface along with the pedals for any driver. I think. Well, let's say the speed. I I agree with you yeah. on the pedals because I have a Trustmaster the three. Yeah. T the T three P A the Pro ones. Yeah. And uh, I sometimes after I'll say a stint of half an hour. Even mm -hmm. when you go on the accelerator, sometimes you press, yeah. and, and uh, if you want to have just 35% of accelerator, or, yeah. uh, it's very difficult because yeah. it, it lose time, sometimes take time to come back. Yes. So yeah, it's literally, yeah, it's not. So I think they, if we could adapt something to our yeah. type of driving is much better. Yeah. We, 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 we change the pedals for everyone in the shop. So we, we're, especially we have younger people in here that haven't got as much leg strength. We change the pedal for them within the first couple of minutes. If they complain about it, or if I can see they aren't pressing the pedal 100%, but then you get some really 
small youngsters in here that are around about 10 and they're really strong so <laughs> you never know what what you, you yeah, know it's so, yeah. evolution that's that's why after after when the, the talk we're going to talk about it is I yeah think is, uh, the sim racing will bring a lot of new drivers because yeah new generations adapt very well to yeah. to to games and to everything you know mm -hmm. probably if it was as now with our age yeah. jumping here without know nothing we will yeah. not never produce the way produced and you see kids producing uh, some mm -hmm. kids producing on dirty rally and oh, yeah. doing stages that's uh, crazy they have already adapted yeah. and everything so they they find patterns as well their 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 minds different i think were and you see on games like fortnite yeah that's uh, like small shooters and they go on phones and they can perform and probably yeah. better than uh, and if it was me, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a human uh, evolution. Oh. I've I've had someone come in here. He's he does karting. He's fourteen years old, and he he was as fast as I was at brands. He'd never driven brands before, <laughs> and yeah. he could match my brands time uh, uh, in a sim. Yeah, that's great. And I play a lot of brands hatch. Yeah, yeah. And it, so you these people come in the shop once in a once in a blue moon maybe. Once a month, but you sometimes you get some really fast individuals that okay. adapt that's really quickly to it. That's, that's so. good. So talk to me a little bit. What, what do you think about the future of uh, sim racing and the future of sim hardware? Because it was a big boom from uh, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, so software first. Okay. So I, I'm obviously familiar with most sims because what I do for a living. Um, my favorites are factor two, just for the feedback. We were talking a bit earlier about Sebring and just how much yeah. fun it is in Sebring. And it's um, nice to see how our Factor 2 has been developed now by the uh, Motorsport, well, Studio 397. Motorsport Games is a different issue because uh, there's a lot of um, d developers. Uh, developers are doing a really good job, but I don't know how much is involved with Motorsport Games. There's a lot of... Um, cons could, conspiracy about them at the moment what's going on yeah, and you're looking at Glassdoor and some of the, the the board of directors have all left yeah it was a big um what well, was a big evolution when the when it happened the covid mm. talking about for example formula one game yeah where the drivers when the, the real formula one drivers when they jump on the scene they say that the way that the things was deployed yeah like uh was not what they have to do in real life and that yeah. created evolution on the on the game yeah but i don't know when now if uh, what is missing for mm. it's a lot of physics that you need to work no yeah uh our, so our factor two modeled the tire completely so okay. our factor two modeled the mesh so if you watch uh formula one car uh you watch uh, mainly the older ones i think uh, you'll see the deformation tires more you okay. see how the tires oscillate on the rim you see how they deflect um how they absorb so suspension on the formula one car is mostly for the tires and tire pressures and R Factor 2 was the only sim at the time that was modeling the meshes. Um, and so those meshes were deforming. Okay. So that's why it was used uh, in R Factor Pro. It was still used by a lot of the teams still to this day. Um, I'm not sure about the Formula 1 teams. They've got their own in-house. It's probably yeah. something that we never saw in our life. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, R Factor 2, R Factor Pro is the core of R Factor 2 and the physics engine is amazing. Uh, iRacing's great. They've, um, they've now started adding physical time models to iRacing. I do love iRacing, the content of it. I don't think the price is... It's, it's fair. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's important that it's... Yeah, uh, for development and everything. Yes. I think they should get some package. If you want to start a season, for example, on MX-5, exactly, if you yeah. don't have the trucks, you're going to spend there. Uh, 
exactly. couple of bucks. <laughs> if, if we want new content in Simulator, we have to pay for it yeah. because they're not going to just do it for free. No, yeah, you know? I, I agree, but I think yeah. just sometimes they will have a, a way cheaper. But they already offer cars and yes. trucks when you make the subscription. Yeah. So automatic, you already have yeah. a couple of enter uh, trucks and cars. To yeah, and if, if, say, North American citizens may be more interested in NASCAR, may or may, yeah, exactly. may oval racing and stock car. So if you're just into stock car, then it's perfect. If you're European, maybe, and you you really like GT racing, then there's that for you. You don't have to go and buy a track. So there's plenty of um, there's plenty of scope for it. And subscription, it is what it is. You know, those servers don't run yeah, for free. No, no, everything is subscription, in, even on real yeah. cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. BMW. Yeah. <laughs> they put a, they put a subscription was on. I think it was on a, the AC or something that I was talking about. And after Mercedes, everyone had seats. Yeah, and heater seats. Yeah. yeah. And then Mercedes have one on the power. Yeah. So they have a limit on the, on the car. So Japanese companies done it as well. I think it may be Infinity or Nissan, but I, could uh, be I know that uh, the Dutch they already put a law on Dutch uh, Dutch government. Oh, they, really? made, they made a law that they are not allowed to subscription on the car. Good. Because otherwise, you know, one day when they put your car, you want to listen to the radio. <laughs> or parking sensors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think if you already buy something, they should know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a limit to what you can do in subscriptions. I, I mean, so I've just replaced parking sensors my my Audi, and they're all Bosch, £30 it cost me for all four. So, you know, you've paid for them already. Why exactly. should you have to? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> someone's already written that software. You know, I've not had an update in my, my Audi's an S5, so it's quite old. It's 2007, so the last of the V8, so I bought it because it was a V8. Okay. But, you know, it doesn't need any updates. I understand modern cars need more updates than... than but it has to be some... Limit. It's a base product. There is a base product. And, you know, the parking sensors are a base product. The heated seats are part of a base product. I understand if you want to update your your navigation and other bits and pieces within the car, yeah, but, but <laughs> really you're paying for physical things. I mean, if it's part of a service and it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they started that. I think it was just right. They tried some, something. They just want to make money. Really. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, but one thing, okay, the heated seats, okay, uh, but the thing of the power, so we buy a car and uh, you need to pay a subscription for you, we have the full yeah. uh, power on the, on the engine, yeah. otherwise you're going to have a limit. So. The, mm -hmm. Anyway, the cars already, a lot of them, they, are, they already have a limit. Yes. So they, uh, they are like, getting more limits and limits. So yeah. So that's, I don't, I don't know what the weird. Uh -huh. So anyway, let's um, so back. Sorry, yeah. Oh, so, so more software? <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Aesthetic <laughs> um, Corsa, people love it. I think it's great for youngsters because it's really good value. You can buy it on CD keys for £10 with yeah. the, all the content. And then Race Department's got all the mods for it some amazing mods and then there's some amazing paid mods of uh racing studio yeah, some, and uh, fan modes yes, someone yeah. made now the i saw the flintstone uh, oh yeah uh, for instance car and, and uh, the dinosaur the t-rex lord mowers <laughs> yeah yeah it's i know it's is not proper sim racing uh -huh. but sometimes bring a, a couple of uh, but i mean the i watched the fun. traffic the jdm on the the traffic the, through tokyo uh, that's the no uh, SE, yeah, the that's amazing i haven't tried that yet yeah. um there's a lot, of a lot of content that's been done yes. and uh, no HESI and it's... Yeah, it's, and it's content managers really Probably good. bring a little bit more close to the people because yeah. they're driving the car in the real life. Oh, I, uh -huh. cannot, I, I cannot drive a Audi RS6 uh, or Audi... So like, there you can get, you mm -hmm. can get the car, you can go on the, on the road and everything or uh, yeah. BM, M4. And the rain's looking awesome now, so they start to introduce the rain. Have you got ray tracing? I'm not sure yet whether that's in there. I don't think so. I don't think, I so. Don't think I it's think long before that. I think you have an ACC. I think they already yeah, put DLS, something. 
DLSS. Yeah, and yeah. it was supposed to be NVIDIA Shadows, but um, I think they may have changed that now. Okay. Um, I have a question. You've been speaking about uh, iRacing, about uh, um, R-Factor, Race Room. You are a I've, fan? Yeah, I have. I've got all the content. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I've not played it for years. It's um, been, we've been forgetting as a, as a content. Yes, uh, sadly, uh, just uh, business takes over and you've got only so much time to do okay. something. But yeah, race room's really popular in the in the sim industry, as in it's really good for race physical race rooms like what I have here. Um, yeah, I feel a bit sad for it sometimes. It's been a bit left behind in the in the modern modern graphics day, yeah. but it's still a great game to play. Yeah, but I think that is because uh, you you know your sport. They come straight away and they buy all the titles. They yeah. Bought, they bought Cold Masters. They bought uh, the uh, the Formula One. Yeah. And I'm afraid that after we're gonna start having a game that is coming. They bought the WRC two. So they, well, they're gonna make a game every every year. Yeah. Like they do. And after the content gonna be mm -hmm. not the same. It's the best rally game still. Yeah. Richard Burns, 20 years old and yes, and yeah. it's still the be best physics graphics that we know. Yes. Yeah. Are not uh, not near what we want on having mm -hmm. in a game. But as a physics. And, then, and after the mods that you have there are uh, crazy. Yeah. You know, people are still talking about uh, Richard Burns. And there's mm -hmm. a game within the years, R-Factor. Uh, it's an yeah. old game. iRacing is a game that is developing every year. And I think that's what we should do mm -hmm. in racing. Everyone go crazy. Oh, Formula One uh, is coming a new game. They announced the game. It's mm -hmm. the, same, the same title that was the last yeah. one. They changed one here. What are they going to bring? They're going to bring yeah. the old tracks? No. As um, on consoles, we don't have so many options. I would like to, to drive a uh, like Schumacher or Damien Hill in the uh, old uh, Adelaide, mm. you know. And yeah. even you can do it on the uh, Automobilista Two. I think Automobilista Two have the old uh, Australian circuit. Yes, it's got Adelaide and Bathurst is coming. Yeah, there's in the one this uh, month. Yeah, yeah, 18. 40 years old. Uh, yeah, with a lot of. Uh, I think they make Norwich, but I saw that they try to get completely. Yeah. Focus. Nordschleife now. Yeah, it's coming, well, uh, but they said it. They want to make 100% correct, so they are delaying yeah. to Spa, 70 Spa. Yeah. Not a great racing circuit, but a great, just fun to drive. I, I think it's fun because I drive yeah. it in, in a part of project car. Yeah, no, I agree. Appear, yeah. appear yeah. there. It's, it's quite fun. If you go on the old Lotus, it's a mistake and you are, yeah. you are out of the race. It's, it's, yeah. it's if you long straights, very, uh, very bumpy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. AMS 2 is very interesting. Simulator Automobisa 2. Uh, built on the Project Cars 2 engine and then obviously developed over those three years because Project Cars was built first one, second one. There's some real highlights in Project Cars 2. I think so. I think because after EA Games, mm. like I say, they came, they yeah. buy the, the studio, mm -hmm. and they came the Project Car 3 that uh, yeah. uh, we know is no, no near. There's and after we, everyone was complaining and that kills the, the studio, mm -hmm. I think. When came the Project Cars 2, all the time everyone was very angry because it was sometimes a problem with the physics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a small studio yeah. and uh, we need to give time yeah. because I think it was a game that we have a lot to develop because mm -hmm. they give a lot of uh, different types of racing yeah. there, a lot of circuits, you have a lot snow. of different cars, exactly. First time with snow, first with rain, um, it was really good in virtual reality as well, so it's yeah. a really, it's a first generation headset, so it wasn't too demanding. Um, when the physics worked, it was amazing, it, it was yeah. a bit difficult to set up in first and then so yeah, I mean, it's got the classic Le Mans, I think. Yep. And it's got the current Le Mans, or it's out of date now, with the, with some old cars and... Yeah, yeah they have the, that was first, the first one to put Monza, old Monza. Yeah, too. and that was the first time I learned to do time-lapse. Actually, the you know when you do 60 times, 
So one minute is one hour in a sim or two minutes is... Yes, yeah, one, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the they're. first time I learned to do that. Okay. And then I do the God Rays in the morning, coming through Le Mans in the morning. And, uh, and multi category. Yeah. They, they had the, the option to put, I think, four categories that you could put on the same uh, Yes, yeah, multi same class, yeah. yeah. So it, that was an amazing simulator, I think. I think that so, was uh, underrated. Yeah, I think for consoles, it's the only one that we have that is more near what we yeah. are expecting because I said, of course, in consoles, you cannot add any mods. Yeah. So you are stuck to the game mm. that came in 2015, 2014. So there is a little bit, oh, and nothing more. And when you come, Project Car was a very, the first one was very good because bring a lot of content to the PlayStation. Mm. And after came Project Car 2, I think was great. Because it's not the same thing as Gran, Gran Turismo where you have beautiful uh, graphics and everything. But in terms of car, I prefer yeah. jumping on a Project Car 2. But it's missing something like this on, on consoles, I think. Consoles are a bit forgetting about on sim racing. Yeah, I think that's it for. Uh, what else do we play? Wreckfest. You play Wreckfest. Wreckfest. I, I, I love Wreckfest. <laughs> I don't put him on a, on a, on a sim on. Is I think driving is not the yeah. the bad, the, but the part of damage and everything. Mm -hmm. I like to to drive on the wheel. Yeah. Most of the times, if I if I want to do, I have mm. to do on the wheel. My my wife, she play on the wheel. Ah, yeah. and she like she like it because yeah. you have the the force feedback. It's quite mm -hmm. quite. It's okay. It's not. I would say it's not the best. Yeah. But is 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 a good is a funny game. It's just fun. It's it just fun. It, 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 it does a really good job of those sluggish cars, and you know they they take they're big and heavy, and the weight transfer takes ages, and you can feel that within the sim. Yeah, you know, you feel as the come on, come on, let's go. Yeah, the damage. To, uh, if you yeah, put real damage. I think is close yeah. to the DM, to the BM engine. Yeah. So uh, that's more touch, and you straight away. And you lost uh, the, the suspension, yeah. and you feel that uh, after the car don't want to uh -huh. turn, the car going to have difficulties to do. BMNG is really difficult to drive, which generally gives me the impression that it's um, a very good simulator. I think it's very good at interpreting, interpreting um, rally, that kind of thing, the bumps and, and the suspension. Uh, that'd be really interesting how it and develops. And another game that's been taking so many years. When yeah. it started, it was just... 0.28 at the moment it is. So it's, <laughs> it's not yeah. even out of beta. Yeah, it's... Because uh, when I started seeing VMNG, it was just flat. Mm. I remember it was just a flat yeah. uh, surface. And you go with the car against the post or against yeah. the something. It was more damage. Mm -hmm. And after they started evolving and adapted, and yeah. uh, bring a big community there. And then Rensport is the obvious coming up. Along with all, uh, Set Corsa 2, we don't okay. know much about that. Obviously, we've seen Ren Sport running on Unreal Engine 5, yep. so real time ray tracing, and it's really, I mean, if you've seen any of the demos that aren't Ren Sport, what Unreal Engine 5 can do. The Superman demo, the, the Matrix demo, yes. playing live on a PS5. Yes. Um, and as the hardware increases, the biggest, biggest uh, stop on realism is lighting. So as we are able to recreate, so we obviously baked in all the lighting, we simulated lighting before, or well, it was an approximation. Um, now as you start to simulate real-time lighting, path trace, ray trace, th that will be the next step up to okay. really, to really get, get us into the simulator, especially once you start integrating VR headsets in there. Once Pajaro starts bringing more and more features to the market, um, with the augmented reality, along with things like Rensport, the real-time lighting, augmented reality, start to um, see our physical hands mm -hmm. moving physical switches that may not be the link to that wheel. So you might be on a Porsche wheel, you might be in a Ferrari. 
uh, there's a lot of work to do to, to bring that to the market and there's going to be... Yeah, I saw some drivers, one of um, them, what they said that was missing on the scene is, for example, when they go in Sebring, mm -hmm. uh, they say that a lot of the times they have to adapt their line yeah, uh, depending on what's happening on real life. Yeah, because uh, the tarmac is not always the same. Yes, someone touch on the sand, you're gonna have sand there, and you're gonna you're gonna have to always to adapt your yeah. lines to. And I think that is still missing on the sim racing because sometimes you just follow the real. Yeah, <laughs> you follow always the same line. It's just uh, going always the same mm -hmm. of memory muscle and. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, you can cheat physics as well in sims. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, there was, uh, we'll talk about probably later, won't we, about the cheating. Yeah, yeah, or, we always. Or, or bending the rules. Yeah, there's a lot of one already mentioned on, uh, uh -huh. on uh, one of the persons that we're going to have on the podcast uh, was one of the persons that suffered with the cheating from uh, in the bad conduct of um, on Daytona. Yes, we So we're going to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Pablo Lopez, he was one of the persons that was blocked a lot of the times. And, uh -huh. uh, yeah. And it was a person that said, look, they're doing this one, why nobody do nothing? Yeah. Yeah, but that is a shitting on the, on the actual race. Mm -hmm. but after you have the shitting on the changing the, yeah. the system and changing the, 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 the software, no? You go there and you put an extra grip on your cars and you have, yeah. and you don't need to break so much. So, come on, it's... There's a, there's a mod in, uh, well, not a mod, there's a cheat, there's a hack in our factor too. To, to, I think it's putting the tire pressure to max. And it just it just gives you unbelievable grip. I never tried it. Um, I, I don't like it. I think no. Take, I just, take, take the yeah. fan. Take the fan. Is because uh, you. I was seeing the day Max Verstappen. He was giving an interview about him racing and mm. everything. And uh, when he make uh, Mont Panorama, he was half a, half a second faster than the 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 real. Right. And it is because he adapting is yeah he, not was shooting because he adapting is driving yes there. Yeah, yeah. Of course he drive. A lot of people already been saying that he drives the same way that he drives the Formula One. Mm -hmm. So we're using the same techniques, blocking a lot. But that's yeah. part of racing. is is not illegal. So that's that's racing. That's, yeah. that's part of. Uh, yeah, but he adapts himself. And if a, a Formula One driver can do this one, why are we exactly, not going to try yeah. to do the same thing? I don't need to be ten seconds faster or five seconds faster just mm -hmm. to say, oh, I'm faster. No, I want to be faster because I I know how to be faster. <laughs> because after if I have to jump on a real simulator outside of my house. Uh -huh. How are you going to do? <laughs> the, the, there's also cars that get through the cracks, as in their lap times and do not relate to realistic on yeah. that track. So while some developers will put loads of time into certain cars and certain tracks, and uh, a GT3 time at uh, the Nürburgring will match a GT3 time in real life and in the sim, there are certain tracks and combinations that won't match. So it'll be three or four. Or there was one that was ten seconds out the other week that was uh, okay. I was watching on YouTube. One of but the sometimes could be about the modes too, no? Because people are using driving the mode car, the mode car. Uh, just 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 they haven't got the data exactly right. Exactly so, as I say. So yeah. if you drive a mode car on the mm. set of course, uh, probably the mode car the outside is a, is a base. The outside is the same car, yeah. but the inside is based on a, on other car that's already on the system. Yeah. So it's never going to be a, a one hundred percent yeah. feeling. There's al it's also we don't know how well. Aero, aero maps are simulated so you know in, in a Formula 1 car if you're braking behind another Formula 1 car you have less downforce you have less grip to brake um, you have less aero grip same and mechanical grip so you need to brake more and, and earlier if you're behind another car yeah, exactly. in Formula 1 but I don't know if that exists in simulators yet whether I'm, I'm, I'm I know we've got basic drafting but to simulate um, aero maps is not an easy thing no, to do I think it's a lot of uh, so that that will be something for 
So no, we, we've been through the, the fake physics, we've been through um, aftermarket um, physics with PhysX and then NVIDIA bought them. But um, I think as we go to the next level of simulations, we might be requiring a bit more a bit more power to calculate those error maps and see whether they yeah, could be... Yeah, simply when you speak with the rally drivers, if they yeah. speak about simulators, they say it's, it's very tricky to simulate because every time they go on a, on a, on a circuit, the you know, mm -hmm. other person been there, yeah. uh, is wind, they change the dirt and everything, so mm -hmm. and while we'll, you make a dirty rally, going to be always the same. Yeah. Uh, the, you always know how to do the, the I mean, you, turn because it's always the same. So I mean, if you've got deep standing water on it, say you're going through a left-hand side of the car through a puddle, that has a big effect on the car, or drags it, slows it down, reduces yeah. it. Maybe that drag rotates the car slightly. There's a lot of stuff to simulate. and. Yeah. Um, so we'll start seeing that, I think. It's easy to simulate a track car uh, on a nice clean bit of tarmac and a nice clean GT3 car with, with slicks, I think. As you start to do more cars, more uh, more terrains, it gets more tricky, so. Yeah, because if we play sim racing, like I play for many, many years, it was mm -hmm. not proper sim racing, but I'm, as young, I used to play Toka Race Driver, Toka Race Driver yeah, 2, and, say, yeah. and Grid. And Grid, yeah. yeah, but if you see Grid now, Mm. It's still the same physics and was talking yeah. race driver at that time, you know. But it's, it's so nice to go back and play San Francisco. You know, the opening track in grid where you got the hill reminds me of Project Gotham Racing. Yeah, I, I, I am, but I, I like it. I think it's missing a game like Tokyo Race Driver because they have so many types of content. Yeah, you have the old DTM there. Uh, yeah, it was it was so good. Yeah, it was a it was I think it was it was a game that people forget a lot. But Tokyo mm -hmm. Tokyo Race Driver was a very good game. Of course, arcade, arcade yeah. never was a full simulation, but. It was a game that but everyone played. It was a gateway. It was a gateway game, wasn't it, into sim yeah. racing? And it's still got its place. It's still still important. It's part of the. It's yeah. still fun to play. Yeah, it's still the BTCCs, uh, the old yeah. ones. I remember I the, driving the Megane. PlayStation. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Megane one was one of my favorites. The old Volvos. Yeah. And they're very British classic BTCCs. I think. Yeah, that's right. I grew up watching those. Yeah, yeah, I think he's missing that on a sim race, you know? I think. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there is. In Everyone focuses always on the, the new cars, yeah. but I think if they focus a little bit old cars, they will bring a lot of people, because yeah. I love the classic, classic cars, I don't know. Our Factor 2 has been focusing on touring cars, so they've released um, Brand Hatch recently, they scanned Fruxton, it's been first time laser scanned, um, Donington as well, and I imagine they're going to start doing more. Silverstone unlicensed at the moment, so they're probably sorting the license out for that. It's probably quite expensive now to yeah. license Silverstone. Probably, it could go for the old classic Silverstone, I think it would be... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. like Scale Electric track, do you remember Scale Electric? No. Slot car racing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah Silverstone. My father used to be... Um, <laughs> so when, uh, when I grew up, um, my father was to work for the Portuguese PT. Okay. And they they create a group of uh, slot cars. Oh, nice. So he was going there. We think slot car is just put on a track, uh, yeah. just, uh, no, it's a lot of things. So the, yeah. all the engines was different. So you need to change the, the, the engines, you need mm -hmm. to change the, the piston off the go on the engine. Yes. So you need to, sometimes you need to cut the copper to for the engine have more, a bigger rotation. Oh really? Yeah, so to okay. get more, more and more speed. And after it was a lot of tricks. So mm -hmm. I remember they used to make rally where they put a little bit of sand, a little bit of uh, oh, really? effects. Okay. No? So you need to put, use putting uh, glue on the tires. Mm -hmm. Just to help the car getting a little <laughs> bit more grip and everything it was a lot of what? wet glue or yeah like wood glue dry glue or uh, not dry glue dry glue but dry glue also oh, like the and yeah so you was putting like the PBA glue, glue the white, yeah you yeah. putting the glue and after you lime it yeah very very fast just to, and after that will bring 
uh, helping the, the rubber to get a little bit more. Uh, right. It was a lot of tricks. Uh -huh. uh, you know, so a small is it's quite funny because the small cars, you know, you just have the small engine. Mm -hmm. Of course, all the engines they have different RPM. Yeah. So you need to check which type of engine is. Mm. And after you have, uh, I forgot the name in English. What's called the, to the transmission? Oh, the differential drivetrain, yeah. Yeah, so they have different uh, numbers. Gearings, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you have to check which one you want. Yeah. So you have to change sometimes. After change the the axle on the car, you can make it much more. You can make it bigger or more smaller. Yeah. It just uh, that helps a lot on the different types of yeah. systems. Was not only about skills. So it, when my father had the car pro perfect, I would go there and uh, sometimes I win one or two races. Mm -hmm. But because the car, his work was perfect, so uh, it's yeah. quite crazy, it's a lot of cars all the I go. was, I loved Skeletric as a child. I always thought, like with Lego, when you were a kid with Lego, you thought, oh, when I'm an adult, I'll buy loads of Lego and have loads of Lego. <laughs> but you don't. And I think it's the same Skeletric or slot car racing. You've expected yeah, that when you're young, you'd buy, when you're an adult, you can afford loads, so you, you'll do it. Yeah, yes, and uh, I don't know many cars in total my father have. But I would say around between 30 to 40. Okay. Uh, of course, not Scalextrix only, Scalextrix, Carrera, as a different, yeah. different brands that are involved in that. And a lot of them, they are reproductions on total. So you are speaking, yeah. uh, I think they were 118? Probably? Sure. No, 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 sorry. They would be 140, no? Mm. I don't remember now which okay. scale they are. But all of them are, a lot of them are perfect scales, you know? Yeah. They are no, really yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. There's a lot of work there. And uh, it's quite fun to drive. A lot of classic race cars now as well. Yes. F over the generations. Yeah, you know. yeah, they have a lot of, uh, my father, I think, was almost rally. They yeah. based a lot of them on rally. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of cars that I grew up not knowing them. And I started knowing yes, them because yes. uh, they was there, you know. Because mm -hmm. uh, my father always make, like, buy die-cast cars. Yeah. But die-cast, they are in the box. You, you, don't, you don't touch them. <laughs> yeah. They are there. They used to make collections with a lot of Formula ones and everything. Mm. But slot car was... Probably the most close to sim yeah. racing that uh, or racing that I had it in uh, as a grow, of course, it's mm -hmm. easy for cheaper compared yeah. with that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because we always change the car. Okay, the car is I need the, the we should go there because a lot of times we didn't know the circuit, yeah. so the circuits was, was changing. Yeah, so they was building new circuits every time. So every two weeks mm -hmm. they would then make a competition. Oh, we're going to be a rally competition. Uh, you're going to be on snow. Yeah, so that was loads of trucks building there on a. On the rooms, yeah, and uh, sometimes you go, okay, this truck is uh, more turnings and needs more acceleration, so we go just change the axe for the <laughs> for acceleration with the same engine, just changing there. Should we check? Every was approved. We just go and, and you see the difference. So it's yeah. quite funny. I think it's it's something that people forgot over the yeah. years, but it's it's a funny it's hobby. Still, it's, it's 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 still done. I was, I was watching a YouTube guy. He's just started a YouTube channel called Slot Car Dad. Okay. And he's got some of those old classic cars that we grew, that I grew up with anyway, so it's electric cars. So it's it's an interesting thing, but um, yeah, it's just it's part of the, hobby. It's just part of motorsport, isn't it? We've got all these little areas of the the not fake virtual motorsport, you know, that we all enjoy. Yeah. That any fans of the sport, you know, we've all got little okay. go tos. You speak about the software, the hardware, about wheels. What is your goals on um, on sim rigs? Because I know we have on the shop, you have the RSR21, a yeah. wood base one. So yeah, we've got um, we've got mixed, mostly track racer actually. Um, I think there's some sim labs in here, mixers, all, all profile rigs. Uh, we've got a couple of track racers, the old, I think TR5s or TR7s, that was my first rig. They're good because they take two hours to put together. Okay. And uh, there's not too much alignment. 
There is a flex in the back of the track racer seat, so the track racer seats aren't great seats. Um, so really, their only weak point on those chassis. There's a bit of bending there, but it is also a rig that's built to budget. So you know, you, you get what you pay for. I mean, it's um, I know I have a GT Omega, yeah. the easy ones. Uh, yeah, so every time the vibration, sometimes yeah. or you break. Not the first time that the wheel yeah. uh, move more than should move. You know, it's not so yeah. stable. Yeah, I mean, it's unfair to criticize something that does something to, to a certain price point to appeal to yeah, everyone. I think was, yeah. Same with their seats. Their seats are about two hundred and fifty pound. Uh, compared to like a Sparco at £500, there's flex in the back when you brake. Yeah. So the only real downside of track racers I see, I mean that, that T160 is really good, the 120s are really nice as well. Bit of, not, bit of a strange seating position for me, but um, I like them. We've got um, rock solid rigs as well, we've got one of their rigs in the shop. Okay. So those uh, Baltic Birchwood built in the UK, designed in the UK by a guy called Mark Foster. He's a uh, Red Bull composites engineer. I work for Williams and McLaren as well because they work in freelance roles sometimes. Okay. He's built all that in SolidWorks. So SolidWorks is CAD software and uh, allows you to do FE analysis. So in theory, well, it is stiffer than a lot of the aluminium rigs we have in the yeah, shop. Yeah, someone who was building them. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, less, there's less vibration, there's yeah. less mounting. Um, it's also super environmentally friendly because producing country of origin, let's say if he decides to go and take it to America, it may be made under license in America where they use American wood. Okay. Made in America, so you're not shipping across the world. All right, that's, so, that's good. Yeah. And then uh, in terms of price, what's the price for the 700. Okay. For, uh, for that, so it's comp it's the same price. It's actually cheaper sometimes than an aluminium rig, and it, and it's got the same level of gradeability. Um, and you have a, a, you can adapt how you want to. You can do triples. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also on this rig here, he's got very similar to the new track racer, the T uh, the TRX, the Alpine one. Okay. So what's it called? TRX, I, I think. think. So yeah. So the TRX is the new track racer that's adjustable for Formula and. Um, the first one to make Formula up GT. Vizarro, I think Vizarro yes, was, possibly, one, yeah. was one of the first ones. So th this one, again, you can do the same. So there's a Sparco reclining seat you can put in there. Uh, in this case, probably the, the seat part, the rig comes out in, in less than a minute to swap the seats yeah. over. You have a lot of... Uh, yeah, so, you, so you would need four, to... Four ranges there, you can see. Yeah, you would need to buy the, the base again for the seat, but it's not expensive. It's not about £100 for the base. Okay. So you could, in theory, run two, two sets of seats and you also the pedal deck can be raised yeah but those dimensions are taking off a red bull car okay a red bull Formula one car so when, so when mark was working there i think i'm allowed to say this well, I, have probably now, so. I think nobody's gonna know it was a world model <laughs> <laughs> i mean those dimensions can vary obviously as soon as you put um depending on the driver you're seat in a different position yeah but though those relationships and, and the position were taken from an actual red bull car when he when okay. he had the when he was in the area when he's working at Red Bull. Um, yeah. Now it's, it's beautiful. And on, on terms of uh, durability, you think as a hood, gonna... Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's probably one of the possible down, downsides of it, but you can stain it wood. I mean, wood lasts for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can see it lasting for 20 years and, All right, you know, if, I think that's fair enough for, okay. for, for yeah, because even, product, even the metal know? one, a lot of them, they the vibration and everything, they start mm. to bend as you speak. Oh, my GT Omega yeah. bend a lot. So it's sometimes I have to adjust 
Mm-hmm. Uh, after one hour, I have to go there and adjust because I feel that he's bending. Yeah. That, with that, if I like, turning more left, 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 he starts yeah. in the two wheel with our strength. Uh, <laughs> so. And we we fell over power rigs as well. So they're made by Ollie Ollie Kakala. Okay. I hope I got his name right. But no motion wheel, no motion rigs. We sell motion rigs okay, as well. Okay. But Ollie Ollie's rigs are really good. He does uh, GT and Formula rigs as well. Okay. Uh, part wood, part metal. Motorized pedal platforms as well, which are amazing. One of the things that drives me absolutely nuts is changing pedals for people on aluminium rig because the more more you change it, the more more you scratch it, and the more you, you gouge the aluminium. So, a thing to remember is if you've got a lot of people coming around to your house and you've quite a social sim race and you invite people around, um, the, the more and more you move the pedals. If you've got younger people in in the house, so if you've got a range of children and some adults, and you're moving the pedals all the time it gets a real nightmare, real tough. So we end up using a mallet sometimes just okay. to, to move the pedal. Move it, yeah. So overpower rigs, motorized pedal platforms. Okay. So it eliminates all of that. Also really good for marketing for, for corporate events. We can take them anywhere we want and we can change the siding of them. So we, they've got really big advertising area for, which makes it ideal for events, corporate events. And we sell, um, Motion System Rigs as well from Poland. Okay. Really good brand, 12 year old company, um, mature software, uh, really good motion algorithms. They use their own in-house, the own motion controller. It's uh, one of the fastest in, they, according to them, it's the fastest in the world regarding reduced latency. Okay. Um, and they're, they're most but still a lot of latency, no, sometimes? A little bit, yes. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's always going to be some latency. Sometimes it's quite good to have simple, I can ask a base kicker, uh, what's it called? I don't know. LFE, low frequency enhancement, yeah. you know, from, um, it is a butt kicker, butt kicker. Okay. That's it. So it's a good time for butt kicker because there's very low latency on that. So you can start adding uh, engine, obviously revs build up, your gear changes. Yeah, but rumble. for example, now you t- touch on something. Uh, apparently, Max Verstappen, we were speaking again about mm. him, when uh, he drives on simulators, he turn off the engine sound. Oh, really? He, yeah, he use more the tires to okay. w- for he understand, because you don't have the visual, all your tires are getting yes. bad or no, and w- and if you are uh, turning, so he use more the the sound of the tires. Yeah. Just to, just to focus on his driving to helping him. Okay. So it's quite quite interesting. quite interesting. Oh, so he just turns down the engine noise. Yeah, it, it will reduce almost to the minimum for he focus more on missing the tire sound. Ah, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's it's good. I think because so he knows how how if he's pushing more from the car on the yeah. tire or not. Now, of course, a lot of times it's visual mm-hmm. for them, you know, and they, uh, but on the on the simulator we don't see it so much. Yeah. So we reduce a lot. Normally, people what they do, they put engine. Uh, we want to hear the engine. We put engine. Yeah. There. But you reduce the engine's uh, sound. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting, though. No? Yeah. The but motion rigs. Uh, I mean, I've seen some crazy ones that are just nuts. You throw throw you around, and it's not really about that. It's about it's another level of feedback. It's. Um, I think, uh, because we speak about bizarro, they have a Formula One car. Yeah. Then off off uh, the front of all the Formula One, where you sit down, it's completely all, all in motion. Yeah, yeah. But they're talking about, uh, I think, six to seven grand mm-hmm. <laughs> just to have the, yeah. the, the motion there. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's um, one good thing about the motion, mo- aluminium profile rigs is it's is an upgrade path later on for them as well. Okay. Um, What's the most expensive uh, rig that you have here, probably? The probably a track race I've got in the corner. Okay. That's got expensive, the expensive than the, the RCR. 
it's the components on it. So the tilt and pedals are built okay. by, uh, it's just really good sensor. Varium sensors on the, on the throttle pedals, 200 pound for that sensor. Okay. Pressure sensor is another 100 pound. The wheel is a BF1 uh, GT4 wheel. So they're five and a half thousand pound new. I bought them from Germany for 3,000 euros each once they've done a season racing. The Recaro seat on there is um, three and a half thousand pound, but once the sticker expires, they've got no value. Okay. So you get the cheaper. Yeah. So the the market for stick for stickerless seats is quite good. You can get some really nice seats that come out depending on, and you can recover them as well. So you can buy for Sparco seats about 150 pound for a fresh cover. Okay. This one is five hundred pound for the, the Recaro seat, so that's insanely expensive. Um, but it is beautiful, Kev carbon Kevlar mix on it. So uh, yeah, the race log there, the yeah, race logic. Um, so we use that as a driver training rig as well. If we we do anything like um, uh, we had a customer who likes to go uh, racing MX five, so do them at Donington and everything. So he tries different simulators. He actually likes to set a Corsa at okay. Walton, so we tried him with a set of Corsa. We tried him with iRacing and we tried him with um, our Factor 2 and, and a, set of, a set of course was his the one he enjoyed the most actually he got the feel of the most okay it's so always room depending on the person too no? yeah okay, that's where a lot of debates that we have you can say mm. like, oh it's better or not because a lot of people they yeah uh, back to back we did back to back on that one but we I, I for iRacing was felt the worst of all of them. Okay. But it's not a slight, it's not a slight against iRacing, because no. I, lo I love iRacing. But when I, in the context of back-to-back -back MX-5, and uh, it just felt more real on, on our factors too. And yeah, okay. Set of course, I I'm not really into that much for the force feedback, but he really liked the force feedback in that, okay. so. But it's very, prefer it's very um, down to the individual, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah exactly. So let's uh, jump on and talk about uh, eSport. E what's, your, what's your views on eSport? So I think eSports, is let me just stop it because Alex uh, in the last episode I have Alex Cascato uh -huh. and he had a pro, he's a professional driver GT and prototypes yeah. he's focused more on alien P3s and uh, he have his uh, sim racing and he said that for him it's, it's great yeah because he can he can uh, drive whatever he wants he can train whatever he wants mm -hmm. but I sometimes I see that he's bringing his sport can bring a lot of bad things because he can bring different types of competitive yeah. as you see on Williams where they uh -huh. they have sponsors they need to win and after they yeah. go for <laughs> cutting the the rules and go around the rules yeah yeah so yeah it's it's um so we're chatting to I had, an, I had a meeting this morning with another company and we we're talking about the um uh can I talk about it? we're talking about the recent Ren Sport and he he had been there and it was an event so the lockdown is probably the one of the main catalysts for, for eSports within motorsport because it was the first sport back on TV yeah. for football before any, any yeah, other sport, exactly. motorsport was the first one back. Well, some of the magic that happened then, I'll call it magic because I remember watching the Masters on R Factor 2 and iRacing was doing their own thing as well. Petr Solberg, World Rally Champion, Jensen Button, World Formula 1 Champion, there was uh, Fernando Alonso in his kitchen on yeah. that rig there, the track racer TR6 with his Fanatec. Uh, the Paldi. Yeah, who was, was nearly 78 yeah, at the time, exactly. I think, and it crashed a lot. And there was Zanfort doing the Masters in Brabham's, I think, or was it old MP4C, I can't remember. Um, but there was all the personalities came through, the same with like 
Sherlock and his girlfriend have his flat and his girlfriend having to come on the screen to let him in. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember him. He, he was, uh, she's she was speaking, yeah. Yeah, he was driving and speaking with her uh, on Twitch. Yeah, and, and she's like, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the most fun I saw uh, was um, Robin Barrichello. He was not streaming, uh, riding, riding, but mm -hmm. was making a podcast and uh, driving on a simulator, like yeah. something casual. And he had a, a dog. Yeah. And his dog is quite needy. Mm -hmm. So the dog starts jumping on top of him, climbing on him while he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> and doing that. It, was quite, it was quite funny. Yeah, it was pretty good moments. Uh, and it was good to see the real drivers adra adapt. Yes. And after, like we speak, they evolve. Yes. They, they bring some evolution to the games. Because you... And speed up everything. Because when we watch Formula 1 at the weekend, or, or whether our chosen or favourite discipline in motorsport is, we see sound bites, we see little bits and pieces where you have got loads of time with, with Charles in his uh, bedroom yeah. in Monaco. I mean, I mean, he's lucky, obviously, but yeah. um, you get to see the real Charles, you get to see the real Lando, um, George, Alex. But that brings a lot of problems because we saw, I don't know if you know about, I forgot his name, the Estonian uh, F2 driver. Oh, uh, with the Lando race and the, when he's uh, Simon. He, no, no, he was uh, ah, by mistake. He has some comments that he made like racist or something. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And he was a uh, takeout from the Red Bull team. Uh -huh. I think it's it's Vri too. I forgot his name now. I can't I'm, remember. I'm, I'm sorry. I remember yeah, yeah. He's a young from he's a young driver yeah. from Estonia, and he was doing very well mm -hmm. on a F F two, and after he had to go a little yeah. bit cut. <laughs> Because but some uh, bad you're comments. On, you're yeah, on a public exactly. platform, though. You know, you have yeah, to, exactly, you, exactly. You know, and you have the um, the big problem that was was a big because uh, I remember was the Formula E. I don't know if you remember. Was the driver from the ABT? Mm. Ah, I forgot now. It was a German driver. Oh, he was driving. In, yeah, is he, he young Italian or is no, he driving no, Italy? No, no, no. He had. The, he, I forgot now. He was driving, and after this sketch, he was that filming he, while he was driving. He said his iPhone in one hand. Yeah, he was not drive. He was not in driving. It was other person driving oh, for no. him? Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I forgot now. Uh, okay, he's, he's a one of yeah. the ABT family. And there's a real one in real life as well. He got dropped because he was driving for Italy in his BM I think it's BMW. So 130, 150 kilometers an hour, even higher speeds through traffic. Very dangerous. Very reckless driving. And filmed it on his phone and posted it on Instagram, and obviously he lost his seat as well for being. <laughs> yeah, but this one was a so he had a, yeah, he, yeah, he lost his seat. He yeah. lost his seat because it was an official uh, Formula E yeah. race. Uh, I know that was a, after I saw a lot of drivers. One of the most was the Tony mm -hmm. Costa that because he was his friend and he commented, "Look, it was just a funny race and everything." But uh, I don't remember very well, very well. Mm -hmm. But he was the other person driving for him. Yeah, and he was sitting down on a simulator just yeah. enjoying, and why it was the other person? Yeah, yeah. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after, I, after he, lo he lost his seat, he lost, I think he's, yeah. he was dropped from his team and it was, everything. It's cheating, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, maybe he didn't I know it's, it. I know it's, uh, it was just to entertain. Yes. He was in NASCAR, other thing too. I think it was a NASCAR driver that have a big run, like Mask Vertappen and Evid, but he starts swearing a lot yeah. and everything. With Lando? No, 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 it was NASCAR, NASCAR. Okay. He was driving and he starts it was like it was in his bedroom or something. He started mm. swearing and go. Yeah, the big big ram. <laughs> yeah, and, but it wasn't official. Uh -huh. the, the race was going live, broadcast live, and was official for NASCAR. Mm -hmm. So they was on official uh, business, and he started. Oh, this game is 
Yeah. A little bit like Max, Max Verstappen. Yeah. But on this case, Max Verstappen it, it was right. Was the, it about the, time at all? Was it? Or? I don't remember now. I, I've, I have just on back of my memory. Mm. You know, when he's here, yeah. <laughs> I can see him driving and everything. He gets rampage about everything, but I don't remember why. But it's all, like we say, Max Verstappen having the same yeah. about a server, but he, he was right. Mm. Uh, that was really sad as well, because, I mean, I, I love factor too obviously I've said before how much I love it and to see it the second year if it, it didn't work as well and I racing worked perfectly although obviously yeah. I racing came Alex, with some controversy Alex as well, uh, so. Kato that was on with us on last uh, episode he was part of the Le Mans virtual yeah so he was uh, one of the persons invited yeah. and for he said for him it was, it was amazing mm. <laughs> you can hear on the podcast he said that it was amazing he enjoyed yeah it. but yeah we never found what was the trouble because he said it was they tried to change the weather, yeah. and after the weather system was uh, knocking out the people mm. out, some people said that someone hacked the system. And yeah, uh, well, so they, they got DDoS attack. Yeah, in, in one part. But also, you've got code running, net code running for twenty four hours. That's what uh, we speak. We need to have a lot of. Uh, it has to be really robust to, to run for twenty four hours um, without any errors, because you know how often computers crash. Exactly. Even just normal simulators. So maybe it just takes one one spurious event. On it was better if they put out simulators, yes. have the teams going to a uh, anger, hardware, yeah. You know, you just drive to a you go to anger, yeah. You know, you know, probably have all the teams there, the people mm -hmm. supporting the the, yeah. pe the, the people that are helping them with the setup and everything, being yeah. there too, yeah. Everything probably by LAN would be because <laughs> we, we talked about this this morning. And there's a, so, when you watch motorsport on TV, it's a team sport. I mean, Formula One being massive. Formula One team is probably around about 500 people. Yeah. The track is um, 60 to 80, I imagine, when you yeah. take hospitality, uh, every, everyone else into engineers, logistics, it, it's mechanics, just even if drive. Go for the, if you go prototypes, like I said, we've been, yeah. we've been on WEC and uh, not at the sport. Mm. They have, I don't know, they have at least like six, seven guys just on tires. Yeah. Just uh, checking the temperatures, temperatures yeah. putting the different the sheets. The yeah. So as you can see guys, I apologize for have to cut a little bit the interview on that terms, but otherwise will be around two hours. We talk a lot about a lot of things. And uh, if you follow me on YouTube, or if you don't follow, please join us and subscribe our page on um, YouTube. It will be the name again, Vink Gear Z. Um, no podcast, sorry. <laughs> Just Vink Gear Z. Uh, where we try, I made the Friday challenge, as you know, I make a couple of Friday challenge. My first experience on uh, AMS 2, the Automobilista 2 from the studio Razer from Brazil. And of course, driving a stock car from uh, Rubens Barrichello, the number 111. Very good uh, experience, but for me, the top experience was on terms of the rig. I was really, really surprised with them. The wood solid rig, I felt really, really comfortable. Of course, we have top-end uh, software and hardware around every, everywhere, but I felt that was really stable. Um, didn't uh, move any, you know, sometimes when you are turning uh, quickly or something, with, even with our rigs, if they are a uh, track racer or uh, GTO Mega or NS level, 
they sometimes tend to bend a little bit with time and I felt that it was so stable. So they are developed for one Formula One engineer, uh, Mark Foster, and uh, he's been around a lot of teams. He knows what he's doing. He's been connecting with Red Bull, Williams, Mercedes. So he knows what he's doing uh, once again. And I've, I don't have words to describe it. I think it was one amazing experience. I have tried one track racer there. And I felt much more, um, I don't know, it's so robust that you feel comfortable there. So it was a great way. And if you guys, if you have a chance, please go there. They are offering 50 minutes of trying. And I think it's, a, once again, it's an amazing experience. I have two videos uh, on YouTube, like I said. One video where I give a try. Another video where I explain a little bit more about the rig and what the feelings that I had it. When probably the... I'll say the best rig that I have tried on the last times. Moving on, we should, like I say, bring the theme of last week that would be about what's missing on PlayStation and consoles about sim racing games. But I have to jump straight away on what is happening again on sim racing and again on this shitting that is happening. Or speak on a second episode, we talk a little bit about what happened with the Williams uh, um, team blocking a couple of drivers and everything that is not illegal but everyone gets upset that's understandable but what's happening now is a little bit higher than this one and this is his e-sport drivers being accused of using shit codes to get better than everyone the first one will be Thomas Runer there has been allegations a lot of allegations is Principle one, don't come straight for me, Arnold Opner, but come a little bit for what happened with him. He was chasing him on the Mercedes, uh, Thomas Wunder on the ass, and um, they made 33 laps. On the end of the, 33, the last lap, um, the engineer from Mercedes starts speaking with Arnold and said that we're going to talk tomorrow, we'll talk after about this and everything. And um, Arnold, very open, say, that he don't know what's happening, he make one of the best race ever and he could not get, uh, get DRS. So it was clear, says, didn't indicate that something was happening there. Thomas Rune already been checked a couple of times, I think it's six times they've been checked, they didn't find nothing. But uh, Thomas Rune used to be a middle top player and the moment he's been one of the fastest drivers ever. So something is there, we cannot accused straight away, you cannot uh, judge the person, but sometimes it exists an evolution. But yeah, he's been uh, accused of something and let's see what's going to happen with this. Uh, could be just allegations, could be sometimes you have uh, pikes of um, performance, you know. Sometimes you go, you are a couple of months going to be very good, you are in a good mindset, You, are, you everything changed a little bit, he's training better, he's focused much better, so sometimes could be. or. Uh, or not so we are not taking judgment but yeah it's been some allegations about this one but the next one unfortunately involving a person from Williams which will be the next ones too it will involve Williams but not all of them against Williams one is a driver from Williams that found another driver using it and this is a driver from Williams that is involved in something that until now has not been very clear and I'm talking Alvaro Careton so he was um, doing a stream, uh, he was getting his prep for the Quitri run 
when he decides to take a little bit outside from the game and showing his folders. When he open, when he go out of the game straight away, the first folder that appeared was a F1 shit folder. And noticeable, you could see ones about grip. Um, okay, he's disappearing on the stream. What he could do is just uh, take out the folder and his reaction is a little bit strange so he started uh, having an ironic smile uh, he put the hands on the on the head so clearly he was oh i made shit or clearly sh showing that okay uh, I, I done something wrong after a couple of hours he made a statement where he explained that he um, had the shit codes and that one is to make a test to prevent this one from happen and so he's working with codemaster ear games ear games okay that would be correct, okay, if everything is like this one, no problem. But until now, it's been already happening a couple of days. Uh, EA Games and Codemaster never made any type of statement, and even Williams have stayed out. So I presume that Williams, like I said, sometimes they cannot know what's happening with the people have on their PC, you know. It's, it's, they are not controlling what people do and what people don't do. So we cannot uh, go and say, oh, this is uh, Williams. No, this is not on Williams. This is on Alvaro Caraton. Is his PC. If uh, someone, I told him to use it, is his, he have his own mentality. So he, if someone asked him, okay, need to, to drive for our team, you need to use uh, shit codes. Do you? you nobody will uh, put you a gun on top of you, in front of you and say, you need to use it. So. If he wants to have them there, he have them. Okay, if they are connected to Codemasters and EA Games, okay, Codemasters and EA Games have to give a statement and explain why you have it. Until now, that didn't happen. And as we know, EA Games always been noticeable to have some uh, shit codes connected to their games. Even a little bit of Codemasters happened with me on one time in Monte Carlo that I saw online that a lot of people would have as a time on stage uh, one second or two seconds, so impossible to make one st one stage in one second or two seconds. And like I say, happened with me one time. That this was on the WRC generation. Uh, we are doing a rally on Sweden. Um, it's a competition, so was going good. Um, I will not be winning, but I was very fast on Sweden. So our last stage, I I have um, nine seconds of clear. Comparing with the second person, I will not win the championship. I will get probably if I get the, the first position it will be on top ten, but that will not mind. It was a question of lucky, and um, like I say, on the last stage I ran in five uh, between five thirty five forty. I don't remember very well, but it was enough to keep my clear uh, seconds. The person that went faster than everyone made the stage in one minute so four minutes and a half faster than everyone that was enough for that person that would be out of the first position to get the first position on the final of the rally get a voucher of uh, 300 pounds everyone complained i was one of the persons that complained i said look it's impossible someone make this one in one minute something happened here i think or we cancel this rally, I will say to them, cancel this rally, go back to the times that we have on the previous rally, and it's okay. And it was like 
and Miss uh, Raleigh and uh, we keep the and everyone would be happy a lot of people agree a lot of people was uh, say to him just take his time so for me it would not be any any problem if we clear the rally out of the competition what they decide was they give to everyone a 20 pounds voucher for PlayStation at a discount and try to make us happy we know that uh, something happened there is PlayStation so could be even on um, we never know the person could uh, is I never knew about cheating on PlayStation but it could be even a problem on the server or something so we don't know but yeah I saw a little bit of that type of cheating but now we are talking about ACC and we're talking about the person that they have again another eSport team behind him that make a lot of competitions against other drivers and this one is a little bit strange so one of the Williams drivers uh, uh, came to Twitter and show a video of him driving on top and the other driver that I don't want to tell names because there's no point we they already been blatch all over the internet and uh, there's no point keep telling names um, he have his um, driving his car on the bottom while the Williams driver is on top for a naked eye a person that don't understand so much you can see that okay they are quite similar Tins. They, after only on the final part of uh, of the track, is where the um, second driver get a little bit faster. Uh, clearly, because like I said, you could say, okay, it's nothing, nothing major. I don't understand why they get so upset. But if you start to understand a little bit more about the games, you can see is the second driver. The car is like ignoring a lot of the rules of ABS and uh, traction control explaining a little bit better the car uh, the waves break and everything is everything so smooth and you can go so faster outside of the um, turns the, like I said the braking uh, on the final of the track is walking glance is so smooth that make him win a little bit a chunk of time and the for, for me the most notable is he use the wrong track usage so he don't he don't make the apex so large when he came out from the turns everything that is is weird and the the way that he's using his wheel so when he's driving uh like you, you see the first one he used a lot of more the wheel so the movements are, are more natural you see the movements a little bit more faster in some parts uh, he tried to put the car back to track so sometimes using the wheel to 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 force the car going back to the track and everything so on the second one everything is smooth uh, is very smooth and of course he bring it to the um, he bring to the to the twitter and after when he was presenting and uh, told that okay i think we know that you are cheating the driver say that uh, didn't deny and say that 99.9% of the pros do it. So why I will not do it? And that literally scared me a lot. So you have one driver here saying that he is using without any problem, without any. I say clearly he's not. He don't mind on his mind if he's winning with shits or no. So it's more about ego and they don't realize that this one is destroying uh, sim racing so sim racing it's been on probably one of these golden eras uh was 
since COVID, so when the first lockdown happened, everyone jumped on the rigs, everyone started develop a little bit more, remember, uh, the help of uh, professional motorsport drivers uh, going together with uh, sim racing, and you saw a little bit of everything, like we talked on the on the on the talk with the Mr. Graham Forrest, was good times. I think sim racing won a lot of this, and um, I don't think so. This one will be good. I know it's a lot of um, money involved, but a lot of people do it. This one for pleasure and for fun, and in my case, plays passion. So I have passion of motorsport. I don't have the possibilities of driving a, a car on track. Uh, with my health, I don't have possibilities to go anywhere near, uh, even very soon, probably a lot of my car because I started having some problems even driving my own own car on the road. So, and this is a way of me to doing something. And you know, I'm not professional, but a lot of people there are professionals, and they use sponsors. They are full time drivers, and you never know if this one. All this cheating and everything will not start taking away sponsors, will not start taking away teams. And we could go back again to what was sim racing. That was okay before, you know, we don't have so many competitions, we don't have so many uh, people around, and there was more a small community. Now it's a bigger community, there's a lot of people involved. But like I say, it's, it's not good. This is not good for us, not good for everyone that loves the sim racing. And I don't know. Uh, on Twitter has been a, a Google Drive file around we, we incriminated the, uh, the data against one of his drivers that I, I speak that in a case he, he was already on the, a lot of competitions one of them a Logitech G competition with a very chunk of a prize attached and we don't know until if he used it or not and uh, if he used it what more is inside, what dark side is hiding inside of uh, sim racing, so... Yeah, it's a little bit strange and not happy for any one of the sim racing lovers. But moving out of these shitting codes and of this crazy politics about sim racing, let's go back to the actual racing this time. And I have to congrats um, one of the person from Team Redline on the victory of the round 3 on Nürburgring, this time again on DCL. SERL was what I have expected, but um, yeah, I guess I don't feel the same thing that when it was the first two rounds where everyone was in the same room, uh, engineers there, uh, teams there, everyone together, everyone sharing. Who is missing that that part? I know we saw from home. A little bit different, but uh, it was missing that um, I don't know that connection from the people. Not everyone staying at home. I know for many wise, I know it's very expensive to have everyone racing on different uh, days, on different on different locations. But I thought that bring more close the sim racing to actual motorsport where everyone was around who knows probably it would be nice to go back to that and see a little bit more of that but let's see it's quite exciting the i noticed a little bit more a little bit more lag sometimes in some parts of the the the, the race 
could be just me or could be even on my computer. So who knows? Uh, but I know a little bit. So I don't know. Please let me know if it happened to you guys or not. And if it happens, it's again, I'm talking about uh, long, a um, lot of big races, a lot of servers connecting. Sometimes one thing can happen. So I would prefer to see every, everyone race on the same room. And on that way, we'll know if any one of them who's been using shit codes or not. It's a way of taking away the shit codes from these competitions. But moving now for the re actual motorsport, actual real cars, I have to tell you I'm excited. It's coming a new uh, racing weekend. I'm excited because I'm from Coimbra, I'm from Portugal, I'm from uh, the land of a lot of drivers that are going to be on the WEC. And of course, from Coimbra, I have to be happy with Philippe Albuquerque. He's going to drive on the United, number 22, as always, the Oreca Gibson. And he's going to be driving on the EMSA on the Akura. So it's quite a big weekend for, for him, quite a big weekend for us to see it. On Friday, going to have the WEC, and after on Saturday, we have the EMSA. So the prologue, on the prologue, the car was looking good, was okay. I think was give some uh, hope to us. Uh, you have a couple of P1s, I think only the P5 on the last training. At, I think it's promised, but you know, it's long, long race is going to be 1000 miles Sebring. And after the MSA, so 10 hours, I presume, or 12 hours. Now I forgot, sorry for that. Um, so our long races are marathons, so it's not only being the fastest, you need to have luck with everything. And lately, he didn't been so lucky, he's always been very fast. His cars are always been amazing, but sometimes small things happen. And uh, who knows, uh, let's hope. I'm very excited for Philippe. As you probably guys don't know, it's a Porsche brand calling Eltrid. They make socks, and um, uh, I never been using the socks from um, United Autosport. But I think I'm gonna put my racing socks United Autosport to check if we're gonna give some help to Philip on this uh, competition on this Friday and of course on this Saturday. And moving a little bit on F1 is what is happening with Mercedes. It's a race to weekend again, but Hamilton, what is that? Uh, all the talks been coming about Hamilton and, of course, the tire blankets that we'll speak on another episode. But on jumping very fast is um, Hamilton on the meeting, uh, open uh, conference meeting with uh, uh, Toto, George Russell and, uh, of course, Lewis Hamilton. He say that he know what a car needs. I drive cars for a long time. I told them and everyone ignored it. Um, he made the point that Austin Martin is half car Red Bull, half car Mercedes. They've engine Mercedes, a lot of components from Mercedes and they are more competitive than us. So he told this one in front of everyone and uh, I don't know, I think don't gonna end very well with him and Toto. Clear the Mercedes is not very is missing a lot of things on the Mercedes, not a very competitive car. I think we saw the last winning Lewis on the Mercedes. I don't think Mercedes will win 
on straight, of course, a lot of things can happen on the races, a lot of luck, the car can improve. But on the moment, I don't see Lewis winning a race with a Mercedes. And uh, I don't know, I feel that Lewis already win fit out. And there's a lot of talks that he probably will go to Ferrari. And of course, I must say, you've been Ferrari fan or not Ferrari fan, everyone who wants to drive on Ferrari is like a symbology of F1 at a contract with Ferrari. Do you like it or not? So let's see what's going to happen here. And to talk, finish talking about racing is was the rally in Portugal, like I'd say, the CPR and Craig Green dominated completely. It's other level of car, other breed of uh, of uh, driver and of course Hyundai take it to the win with a big margin and let's hope for good for Portugal because it's good we have a lot of new drivers and uh, foreign drivers coming with us but we need to be more competitive on our <laughs> CPR unfortunately our our championship need you have very good drivers there you have uh, Bernardo Souza, Tudor, Yuerminder Araújo but it was a little bit sad that uh, Craig came and dominated from the first to the last. So let's see what's going to happen on the rest of the Porsche's rally, but I hope a little bit more competitive. From my part is everything. I will give you updates on the fundraising on next week, as we have almost everything sorted out. Just going to start doing the banners. I'm going to start getting some sponsors, a part of uh, equipment like uh, T-shirts. Will be on the 13th or on the 20th of um, of May and let's hope that everything will be good I think it will be a funny moment who knows probably if it goes well we can start doing more and more so I hope you can see a lot of people there I cannot announce what's going to be 100% involved but we try to do around 15 pounds or 20 pounds going to be the, the, enter, the fee for enter where you're going to drive the idea is driving five minutes on training twice, so we're gonna make two races that you don't know which what's gonna happen. Gonna be different cars, so gonna be completely a rifle on that. So gonna be surprise, surprise. Um, and you're gonna, like I say, gonna drive five minutes for training, and after 15 minutes on race, gonna be six um, simulators around there, and you could have a little bit more fun. And after the best ones will jump to drive with the six um, professional drivers or the six fasters with again with the six not so fasters, no professionals, more amateurs will drive together on a half an hour uh, race where they have to go to the pit lane, swap drivers we try to get more drivers, probably gonna have some from online from other parts, I mean it's not 100% sure yet so I'm trying to Negotiate with everything because there's a lot of races, a lot of competitions going around on this time, so it's a little bit tricky. But we're going to try to do our best to give you a very good moment and a very good pleasure. And of course, once again, everything will be with the help of Graham uh, Forest from the Forest Motorsport. So, for my part, is uh, thank you so much, guys, and see you on next episode.